0: Hey guys, before we start, I have a little announcement to make. There's a link to a survey in the show notes of this episode. I request you to please fill the survey and it will not take more than 10 minutes. The results will help me understand what kind of content you guys like and I'll make sure to improve that in season 2. Again, links to the survey is in the show notes below. Thank you and let's continue with the episode. Hello and welcome to Elements of Design, a podcast where I interview design leaders, mentors, influencers and evangelists and talk to them about their design journey, how to be a better designer and the future of design in India. I'm your host, Manamadan, a UX designer based out of New Delhi, India. In this episode, I'm having a conversation with Sadia, Sadia is a designer and a writer and is currently working as a UX writer at Clevertap and in this episode, we talk about What is UX writing? How can UX writing improve your design and user experience? How can one transition from UX design to UX writing? And how the collaboration should take place between a UX writer and a UX designer? So let's welcome Sadia to the show. Hey Sadia! hi. Welcome to Elements of Design. How are you doing?
1: I am doing good Manav. How about you? How's the lockdown going
0: for you? It's going fine. I'm really enjoying it. Work from home situation, not the COVID situation. So I was I was glad to find a UX writer and um, thank you to be on the show. And I really want to know what a UX writer is and what do they do. And especially because it's a very niche field, right? And it's started to grow in India. What's it like to be a UX writer? So let's start with your design journey. How did you become a UX writer? Okay. So right now I work
1: at LeverTap as a UX writer. I've been here for three months. Before okay. this, I was at MoneyTag. I realized a lot yeah. of things that you were trying to solve by communication was because the product was missing those answers, right? And mm-hmm. then I kind of got around to just reading about product and writing for product, content on product. And I realized, hey, it's a thing. It's called UX writing. And before this also, I was quite fascinated by design. I used to read a lot about it. That's just about where I started from.
0: So what is exactly UX writing? I mean, uh, take us through that.
1: How your interface communicates with you in terms of words, right? Simply put, just like your design is trying to satisfy a user goal and need at that moment and making them do a task, words are also doing the same. This could be in terms of your onboarding copy, it could be in terms of your macro copy, it could Hmm. be in terms of empty state. A lot of these things come out. So.
0: There is actually a similar thing that we actually study in UX design, which is called content strategy. Uh, There is also one thing which is called copywriting, right? So, I mean, how how does UX writing different from like content strategy and copywriting?
1: So, content strategy is, I would say, a more overarching and holistic discipline. And UX writing is part of that. So, content strategy is more encompassing. It's not just your product. It's about your different parts of your product, your social accounts, your brand, and all of that, right? So how you look at content holistically for your product. So, and Mm UX writing is a part of it, correct? And copywriting, I would say, is more persuasive writing, right? So it's a term that you use, that you fundamentally associate when it comes to writing advertising copy or social copy. So writing copies for your social media accounts, your ads all of that comes under copywriting, all of these have things in common, of course, mm-hmm. UX writing is more focused towards your in product and your, what do you say? User interface copy. Now I wanted to ask what made you look into UX writing? How did you kind of find out about it?
0: Yeah. So what happened was a few years ago, there was a Facebook page, uh, by a UX writer called UWall and something i don't remember it uh, So, so I that was a, right. Yeah, yeah yeah the same guy so uh that was the first uh ux right that was the time i was introduced to something called ux writing uh and before that i know that there is someone who writes the micro copies of uh a user interface which included form labels error messages and stuff like that so but i thought uh designers generally do it because you know as we are, read content strategy so i think that's a part that a UX designer has to do it is interesting though and it really helps uh, me to think uh, a user interface in a much more holistic way than just you know a design
1: so you are right in the sense that right now it is designers who actually write UX copy hmm. now okay. what happens when you UX designers start writing copies I'm not sure if it's just specific to UX design because your words also matter some people have a strength with words, versus some people don't have a strength with words. And I've seen hmm. a lot of times designers not look at the copy in it; it comes as an afterthought.
0: So there is a question, there is a debate that I and my friend were uh, having a uh, long time—not a debate, but like more of a discussion that we were having was, you know, what should come first, uh, the layout or the content?
1: You need to think of content from before. As a designer, you need to know what is the story you want to tell. If there is no point adding that subtitle or there is mm-hmm. no point adding different parts to your UI without even knowing what it is that you want to communicate there. It might look great, mm-hmm. but if you're, you're trying to force fit your words and if you're trying to force fit your story into that, mm-hmm. it loses, it breaks your experience. Like you mentioned, right? Yeah. Good copy can make or break your experience. So even if you can't probably get it to a polished level, which you can mm-hmm. do later, mm-hmm. need to have a first draft or a very rough version of what it is communicating in each part of that and then design your layout accordingly so you can add a screen you can add two buttons and be like oh yeah this is going to work but what are you going to communicate on those two buttons are those two buttons that we need if you're just getting if you're just starting to get used to working with a writer yeah what a designer does is they're like okay cool there's a writer i'm just going to leave two spaces here and yeah. i'm going to move to my next screen and then i have to yeah. go back and ask what is this? what is this case for what do you want me to communicate here and they're yeah. at a loss of explaining what it is that they want to say. Yeah, yeah. And then you need to try and go and figure out, oh, is this even needed now? So even if you don't have a writer, my point mm-hmm. is, even if you don't probably have a writer to collaborate with,
2: yeah.
1: when you're just designing, think mm-hmm. of all the questions a user would ask on that screen. That's how you mm-hmm. design, right? Say, what happens? What is this going to do? Is this explanatory? Or is this, mm-hmm. is this content even needed? Should it be on some other screen, right? Mm-hmm. What are the two most important things the user needs to know on the screen And are you answering them or not? And then you can figure out your layout according to that and then just move on. So even as designers, like you mentioned, a lot of people, then they don't think about it. This is how they can start probably thinking about copy.
0: So this is something that I actually explored after uh, reading through a little bit that a a UX writer should also have like some design fundamentals and they can also actually suggest uh, the design element in which the copy can be communicated. And designers should be open to it
1: wanna uh, think of it like this, right? Writing is also actually design. So this goes back to my first thing. When you yeah. look at an interface, you don't look at the look at the words and the design is two different things. Different for you, thing they're just one thing as a user, right? Mm. So your writing is actually design. A writer also needs to think of design, and a designer also needs to think of the words because you are also writing for a UI screen, right? And you have a limited amount of space. You need mm. to also convey what your message to users in the best possible way. Then you can even tell a designer, hey, maybe this probably needs to be broken down into bullet points. So maybe you can reduce the type size of this and this can just be, you can add visual hierarchies to play around with your content and all of those things can happen.
0: So I really want to uh, talk about your, your writing process. Just t- take us through what your writing process is.
1: Once I once a project is off and you sit with the product manager, you sit with the designer, and you sit with all of these stakeholders to understand what it is about that you're writing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have a mock-up, I have a wireframe, and I start writing. I go through a first draft or the first iteration. But before this, I probably go down. And I just, uh, how you, in design, you would research, I would Mm -hmm. look at how the language around this feature or this, specific part is correct or what the product is probably going to be like right Mm -hmm. and from there I would start I would start listing down terms industry terminology user terminology whether people understand these terms make a list of all these words I just use google docs for writing Mm -hmm. and I use a tool called Hemingway okay where I probably go and based on that I try and write down a simplified version of what it is that I mm-hmm. want to convey.
0: So what does exactly Hemingway do?
1: Hemingway is, a lot of people mistake it for grammarly, but it kind of just okay. tells you whether your copy is being too long, what is the readability grade for it, whether you're using okay. a lot of adverbs, whether the word, words you're using in your sentence are complicated or not, what you can do. So usually the first draft is quite long, right? It's okay. not concise at all. Okay. Then cut it down and try out two, three different variations based on how you want to speak. But I try and go and show it to a few stakeholders, get their input, see if it's un- being understood or not. Everyone has to chip in and see if it's making sense or if it's not making sense. When people are in interface, they scan through what they need and they want to move on with their task. No one mm-hmm. wants to read big chunks of text, right? And that's how your copy should be. Your copy should not be in the way of your users. It needs to get users. They should not even be thinking of the words there. They should not even okay. have to put cognitive load and think, oh, there's this big sentence as a read. They should be able to click and get through. Your job as a UX writer is to cut down in the copy and get someone to where they need. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is something that came from one of my favorite writers, which is John Snyder from Dropbox, that short always beats good.
0: Uh, so, Satya uh, let's say someone who is who wants to transition from UX design to UX copywriting or someone who's a professional copywriter and now they want to transition into UX writing. Uh, what, what are the things that they should, uh, be aware of and what should they know before, uh, switching the roles and what should their portfolio be like?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll start from the last one where you mentioned portfolios, right? So there's a, uh, very good, I think medium post by Yuval himself, where he's okay. put together a bunch of people who have really good UX writing portfolios, right. But also just show your process, put on a bunch of writing samples. So what I had done when I. Kind of also started with this is something called a daily UI exciting challenge, right? Just like you have daily yeah. UI challenges and stuff. It was started by someone called Ryan. Mm-hmm. And he, once you subscribe to that, you get a prompt in your daily. And you can try and go write up, right for it. And you can make different iterations for it. There's a Facebook group. You can go get feedback from people. And you're kind of free to do whatever you want. You can make a mock up for it, which is what I did. And yeah you know, see where it fits into your UI and just try out a bunch of different ways to write. When you actually because when you actually get down to writing, like I said, you realize you actually write a lot, but your job is to get it shorter and when you kind of post it out there to the world, you get a lot of feedback in terms of what is missing versus what is not.
0: And what about the people who want to transition to UX writing? What what advice would you give to them? And how should they start?
1: If you like I said, so if you want to Start with the challenge. Just start with the daily UX writing challenge, okay. and then what you can do is just look at a lot of products, right? And look at products which have great user experience, and look at the copy that they have. For example, take Mailchimp, take Slack. Look at how and what they're doing with their copy. Try and understand why they're doing what they're doing. Break it down, right? Just have how you would do a UX breakdown, do a copy breakdown for different products. Okay. So. And if you're a designer yourself and you want to start writing and if you also want to start, like I mentioned that when you're designing, try and think of what is the information you want to give to your user okay. and whether it's being helpful to them at this point. Try as a designer to think that way.
0: Now, uh, since UX writing is like a very niche uh, field in itself, right? Uh, what, what do you think is the future of uh, UX writing in India?
1: Well, it definitely sort of takes a little bit of time to adapt because even designers here, for example, have to kind of get to probably kind of being, having a seat at the table, but it might, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to grow because a lot mm-hmm. of companies outside, like I mentioned, are using copy to differentiate themselves, right? So mm-hmm. every company kind of goes through a process where once they have scale, realize, oh, we have a word problem and then we want someone to come fix it. So I do see it growing, but I do mm-hmm. see it, it also taking a lot of time.
0: So it was a great episode, Sadia It was nice talking to you. So where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, so I am on Twitter and I'm on Medium also if you want. I can—I will try and post a bit more regularly. I have two Twitter uh, Instagram accounts also. Okay. One is called better underscore and there's another one called Exciting Zones. So on both of these accounts, I pick out Good copy and bad copy examples, and I try and just figure out what is wrong with them. Yeah, yeah. so you can find me there. You can find me on any social channel except Facebook, okay. of course. Okay, so Facebook is one place where you will not find me at. Okay. Otherwise, just shout out to me on Twitter, uh, anywhere.
0: Make sure you follow our Instagram accounts because uh, they are really interesting, and I actually follow that.
1: So I've been trying to get people to also send more screenshots, so if you have always find. If you find a bad error message, keep DM. If you find a good uh, error message or if you find good copy, DM.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Elements of Design. Links to everything mentioned in the episode will be available in the show notes below. To listen to our previous episode, search for Elements of Design in your favorite podcast app and make sure you hit subscribe. If you like the episode or the podcast, please leave us a 5-star review on Apple Podcast or any podcast app that you are listening to. It will help the show get discovered and it will mean a world to me. If you have any feedback, suggestions or if you just want to say hi, please reach out to me on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you want. My Instagram is at UX and more and my LinkedIn is hellomanav with triple L. So that's all for today. Hope to see you in the next episode. And remember, work hard and be nice to people. Cenkwee.